Hey guys, it's Tony. I'm here to talk to you about Awaken Conference. Now, Awaken is a young adult gathering in Charlotte, North Carolina from January 31st to February 2nd, 2020. And it's meant to help you recharge your spiritual life and connect with a community that you can grow your faith alongside. Now, this year's presenters include a killer lineup with Caleb Isley of Humans of Adventism and, of course, a friend of the podcast. He's been on a few episodes. Kim Cove, a licensed counselor, and Randy Ban, the creative producer at Nike World Headquarters. The keynotes will be brought by Ben Lundquist of the Rise and Lead podcast, uh, a good friend of mine and an amazing speaker. Trust me, guys, you will not want to miss out. And Absurdity will be there. So me and Becker, uh, you get, get to see us if you come out. Uh, would love to come and talk to you. We absolutely think that this is something you're going to want to come and see. Speaking of, if you enter the code Absurdity at awakennc.com, that's Absurdity, A-B-S-U-R-D-I-T-Y, at awakennc.com, you're going to get a 10% discount. We'd love to see you there. This is absolutely something that we support, and we think that Awaken is a part of the growing church movement that we want to see moving forward. Once again, if you enter code absurdity at awakennc.com, you'll get a 10% discount off the initial price. Love to see you guys there. Today's episode of Absurdity is sponsored by The Haystack. The Haystack is a voice for young adults in the Seventh-day Adventist Church that produces articles, music reviews, videos, and more. To check them out, go to www.thehaystack.org. The Haystack. Life. Culture. Theology. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Absurdity. I love that I say that every single time. And the best part about that is that when I say that, if there's someone who's checking it out for the very first time, then I've just welcomed them back to something that they've never been to. In a, in a deeper sense, though, Aren't we all part of this absurdity? It's true. We are all in uh, engrossed in the absurdity. Like, un- unless you were born pretty much the moment that this... Like, I, I, a baby on their first day, that would be awkward for. Everyone else, welcome back. Just welcome back. You made it through <laughs> another day. Welcome back to this absurd life. This absurd reality like, that we live in. Legit, Yeah, like legit, there are multiple times... Uh, Tom, oh man, I can't remember his his name. He's a stand up comedian. And he talks about that. He was like, Tom "There, there are like, yeah, Tom Segura. Like, there are multiple times in my day where I just turn around. and I'm like, is anybody else seeing this? Like, am I am I going insane? <laughs> like, what is happening? And I'm like, yeah, I relate to that so well. Where I'm like, is this for reals? Like, I had a friend recently hit on another person in a group of people as he was presenting to them, and it was just like the it was it wasn't awkward. Because of the way they did it, it was awkward because we all knew they weren't being sarcastic. You mm. know what I mean? Because it was so over the top. I think people thought, like, those who didn't know the situation were like, oh, yeah, it's kind of awkward. I'm like, I, wow, okay, hi. She's not even, al- like, there's no alcohol here. She's not drunk. That's just who she is. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, Rough. like, it was. It was, and again, like it wasn't, like it wasn't weird. Like it would have been more weird had everyone else caught on to it, or less weird. Sorry, it would have been less weird if everyone else had caught on and been like, "Oh, oh well, what are you gonna do?" Like it was weird because I felt like I took a crazy pill, and I'm like, "Is nobody else seeing this? Like, am I the only one?" Record, like, hello. Anyway, it was like that, it's but okay. that's consistent. Like every day, something happens like that. Like Andrew got yelled at the other day in a Rite Aid. For opening up like a can, like in line of of like, uh, um, like a soda or something, like a like a like a no, it was a, it was a bottle. He opened up, um, yeah, like an Arizona tea uh, and uh, a Pringles can, but he was in line to pay, and they like freaked out on him, stuff like that. Like, in uh, that's I what I've always wondered. Like, I I've wondered if I can get away with doing that, but I'm always afraid yeah. that that is going to happen. So I've never tried like, it. Like, but I see like people do the, it all the time. Yeah, and so, but like, and that's the thing is, is like, it's one of those societal things where it's like, if you're walking around the store, all right, different story. But he's in line, like he's clearly going to pay, and it's Rite Aid. You know what I mean? Like, it's not Walmart with eighty two hundred people or Costco. I I'm pretty sure they would let you eat it in Costco. They'd be like, eh, you got enough. Like, 
That's a, they'd feel we'll sorry for you because one. you're probably eating it in bulk in Costco too. Yeah, the, the, like, <laughs> that person. We'll comp you that one. Don't worry about it. You're um, buying 19 others. Like you're fine. We're not losing money on this. Um, but yeah, like like t- today, I even that dropped off a wallet because of a friend. Like I had to drive for an hour and drop off a wallet because my friend forgot their wallet. And it's just one of those weird things where it's like I'm going into my friend's house. Like pawing through their stuff like a burglar because they forgot their wallet. And it's just one of those like weird moments. Like, this is so. If I stopped and thought about it, this is so weird and absurd. And it is like, welcome back to this absurd life. Mm-hmm. By the way, I'd like to point out that it took you seven minutes in your interview with Luke to get to the point. So, anyone who's complaining that it's us, it's not. Nope. It's just, it's a, it's a legitimate way to break the ice. Yeah, it is. We're it not like a us- history no. podcast where it's. You know what I mean? No, this gets us comfortable with each other as we kind of dive in because we so stop complaining. Yeah. No, like th- people don't see what happens You're before gonna... and after. Like Luke and I literally Luke was I was late and Luke was sitting outside my apartment. I got home from work and then we walked in. I set up the table and we started recording like there was no like, hey, man, how's it going? How's life? Like th- there was like that beginning yeah. of the episode is Luke and I just talking for a minute and just centering ourselves around what's going to happen. So no foreplay, just boom. Right, right into it. I don't know if I should keep that in, but we're keeping it in. All right. So the, <laughs> um, which by the way, Tony, um, could be I about golf. My, you don't I, know. I changed. I saw my, that. I saw that. Yes, I changed my Instagram handle to absurd dot Ryan, and after trying eight, eight million different variations of some form of Ryan Becker and it not working out, right? How do you? How do you? do that you're allowed to change your handle yeah you can so you can change your i'm pretty sure you can change your twitter handle too because i know face like i know you can change your your um like profile name but i didn't think you could change your twitter because i know facebook is like carved in stone well okay so here's here's where i want to here's what i want to point out i don't know if you can change your twitter handle but just in case you can tony i need you to ask permission before you do because if you do, I have to go back into the last like 50 episodes of Absurdity twice. I have to go to the website version and the podcast host version and update your Twitter handle every I single just, episode. I would just create a new Twitter. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> I would still have like, to I'll update it. I just create it. a new Twitter account. I would still have to no. update it. No, because then, then we could just go check out his new one. You know what I mean? Like, people can still contact me on the old okay, one. Okay, fine. Fair. That's what I'm saying. Either way, I need to, like, (laughs) I don't want to do that. It's like 50 episodes worth of updating one line. It's so annoying. Twice. Instagram, here's the thing. Like, for me, Instagram feels more personal. Um, Like, I kind of want to make, when I get back into pastoring, like another, a different account um, and, like, make my other one private. Not not because I have anything to hide, but because it's like this is my personal one. You know what I mean? Like, I I want, and then that would be the one that I use for, like, absurdity is the, the other, like, public account. Um, just because it's like, I feel, I feel like that's more like you, like I actually put myself more out there with like Twitter. It's kind of like my observations on the world around me. So it's, it's still vulnerable and transparent in a way, but it's more, it's a little bit more like fun and not cynical per se, but like, it's a little bit more like I'll get into politics and stuff like that. Like, it's not like, Hey, this is my family. It's like. Dude, did you see what Kaepernick said the other or whatever? I don't yeah. know if he said anything recently, but like that mm-hmm. kind of stuff that I wouldn't put on Instagram. Yeah. So I I might change Instagram, but I won't I probably won't change Twitter. Well, and that's I I and Twitter um, will probably stay the same. You know, I I've I've within the last couple of weeks I've really taken a hard look at my own creativity and looking at my Instagram, looking at everything and wondering like um I don't know why you're bowing to me over the that you're going to guys, you're going to understand why this segue is so good. Keep going. I've been looking at my Instagram and everything and I've realized like, man, I just, I'm tired of creating (laughs) and it's not because I'm tired of it. It's actually not the creating that I'm tired of. It's the fact that it's the same thing every time. Like with, with this podcast, the content changes, right? The content changes with each episode, but the process of creation is exactly the same. And so when I'm looking at my work, right, because I can edit a podcast completely visually. Yeah. You don't actually need to hear what you're editing to edit a podcast. 
someone's oh. going to be like, haha, sounds like it. No, um, it's and, unless there's something like I need to specifically remove. Be Chris it would probably be. I don't even think he re listens to this. He uh, should. Where are you, Chris Dugganet? The love that man. But yeah, I can see this, but every every episode looks the same from a visual standpoint, right? Yeah. But years ago, I used to do... Is she? Yeah. I used to do photography, and this was something I was huge on. I had photos on a billboard. I did marketing photos for people. I did weddings. I did portraits, the whole nine yards. St- Steve and I are best friends because of your photography. I can verify for everyone. Yes. Like, I didn't really know Steve... And then, like, I knew Becker really well. And then Becker was like, hey, we should all hang out and, and keep each other accountable. And then we would, like, sit there and wait for Becker to come back for his photography stuff. And then Steve and I would just keep talking. And we're like, oh, you like soccer, too? Oh, you like early 80s crappy movies, too? Oh, you enjoy, like, that's, yes. we, you know, like yep. that's how we became good friends. Um, it's because we were just welcome. waiting for you to come back. And from yeah. all these different fo- photo- photography stuff. Like it w- you were r- professional in it. Yeah. And I was, I wasn't amazing by any stand. I do think I was on the cusp of like figuring out were, my style you were good, though. But yeah. um, no, I was, I had taught myself a whole lot and learned a whole ton of things. And uh, to the point that people thought I was like a film major or something like they didn't realize I was going into pastoring. Well, yeah. near the end of my time in college, I kind of put down the camera. I sold my full frame, my 5D Mark II and my nice lenses and and went down to a Fuji and like a like a more compact camera, arguably just as good, except for the fact that it's not full frame, but arguably just as good uh, and quality, right? If I showed you a photo from my camera versus a Canon 5D Mark II, you wouldn't really be able to tell the difference most of the time. So the... The the issue with this was I stopped creating things that were new. When you're editing photos, even though the process is the same visually, it's always a different experience. And the process isn't even the same because you're editing a different style of photo or you did a you did a portrait shoot that's completely different and calls for a different set of edits. So it was always this yeah, adventure. People don't realize and yeah, landscape versus portrait versus yeah. Yeah. And so I've been in this creative rut and I've kind of lost the sense of wonder that I had from photography. And I I think I've just become a darker person since then, to be honest. Like I think I've become, I, I've stopped having an outlet uh, where I discover the world. I discover the beauty in the world where I'm looking intentionally for the beauty in a situation. So for me, if you give me a blank canvas, I can't paint something. But if you give me a scene, I can bring something out of it. I can find something in it. That's why photography was so good for me, because you were never starting with a blank canvas. Um, I can't create from nothing, but I can create from something. And this was so for me, I was like, man, I was looking through some of my old photos and the fun I had discovering and remembering all the details that went into those photo shoots and stuff. Cause I still have a photographer never deletes photos pretty much. And man, I missed it. So I bought a new lens, um, this week, or a, a couple weeks ago. And the, uh, and, and I'm jumping right back into it and I am so excited. I'm taking a trip to Chicago. Um, actually by the time this episode airs, I will have already gone to Chicago and was in Madison, Wisconsin and Indianapolis. Like, taking my camera with me 100 percent. i'm ready for that trip it's gonna be ding like ding. 10 degrees and i'm there for ding it ding. so oh 10 yeah 10 10 that's cute well considering it's been like 40 here actually it was 80 it's, like it's, three days ago if it's in the double digits when you come you'll be lucky so well we'll see I'm, i don't I'm, know I'll it's, pray it's for changing you. every day I'll pray for you that's um, true it changes that's... every day but like this is this is kind of my point like i've been thinking about creativity lately uh, like a lot yeah i was listening to a bad christian podcast where andy Mineo comes on and he's talking about his newest album he's talking about creativity and christianity and 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 like this has just been this reoccurring theme in my life in the past couple of weeks and i'm just so excited and invigorated and re-energized i'm right now considering i just put it on twitter last night I'm thinking about turning, I have a one bedroom, one bath apartment, and I'm thinking about flipping it completely and putting my bedroom in the main room and turning my bedroom into a studio. And right now I can't do it because my bed is providing some of the soundproofing in this room, like some of the acoustic treatment in this room. If I get rid of it, the echo in this room like multiplies in by an eyes, insane eyes. amount. Out, out, out. Yeah, but I, uh, I will uh, probably uh, do it. Like, I'm probably going to move in that direction and turn this into more of like a studio apartment where, like, yeah. then my only bedroom is actually like, the space like where I can do a, a literal, literal studio studio of, apartment. Yeah, and like, because I've been thinking about doing some video work. I've been thinking about doing yeah. like branching out a bit more and doing, uh, you know, putting out more content visually and 
and just giving myself a space where I can, where I can add structure to the creativity in my life. And I think it's been huge. Like I'm, I'm really excited about the future. I'm excited for what this year will bring. Um, you know, it's just really cool to see. And so I wanted to talk about creativity and Christianity because I think, and, and here's why I want to talk about this. And Tony, as as I know, I've been talking for like 10 minutes, so I'll, I'll get to the point here in a Uh, second. I I love listening to you. Um, so do I, uh, I mean, I love listening to you, Tony, not me. It's like the, it's like someone pours honey directly into my ears. Well, like nasally which, honey, like nasal sounds, flavored honey. That's I no, that's why it it's that's why I chose that. It's very aromatic. It's an uh, aromatic sound. <laughs> if that makes sense. The um oh man, now I completely oh right um nope completely <laughs> lost my thought. It's gone. It's gone again. The Mission accomplished. Did thank it. you. No. Oh, yeah. this is it. So people yeah. have been asking me like, why don't you get some people that disagree with you on the podcast more? And I realized like. I want to, and I'd be fully open to anyone who disagrees with me coming on this podcast or disagrees with you coming on this podcast. Like I have no problem with it. Yeah. The problem is why would they like, yeah, yeah. Th- because most of our listeners are people that agree with us. So it's like, right, why would you right. enter the lion's den? I think that, well, the other thing, and this is, this is the other, I mean, birds of a feather and all that, but I think for the most part, outside of maybe a few episodes we do on like the NAD and things like that, um, a lot of what we do when we interview other people is discover. Like we're not interested in getting in a debate with them. We're interested in discovering from them. So like with Anna Bennett, um, you know, we weren't interested in being like, should women be in ministry or whatever? We're asking her like, oh, what has your journey been? Yeah. And how can we, you know, make it better? And then so so that's that's the first one is when we have people on, we're usually discovering from them. And then the other thing is like other than maybe – um, the NAD episodes and like stuff where we kind of talk about leadership. Um, like most of the stuff we talk about isn't really like I, I who's going to disagree on toxic masculinity, right? Toxic masculine people. Like what Toxically. kind of, yeah, but what kind of alpha male testosterone rage, you know, like yeah. they might disagree slightly and be like, well, but like those type of people aren't going to listen to a podcast on religion. You know what I mean? Yep. Like they probably can't spell podcast if we're being honest. So those types of things. Yeah. 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 I said it. I said it. I heard it. Alpha male. I heard it. I dominate. I heard it. Established dominance. Um, No, but like for real, it's like we want people on here who disagree with us. But a lot of times it's like it's not really things that you can disagree with. Or, you know, you know, or if you do, like you, you will probably face backlash, not from us. Like I, I'm, I try to be super cordial and like yeah. in, in discussions and debates, it's not even that even with each other when we disagree. Yeah. Even though I hate you, I hate you so much, Tony, you're the yeah. worst whenever we disagree. That's, when I said pouring liquid into my ears, yeah. honey in your ears is the worst. That's why I said, I love you most when you agree with me because it means you're like me. That's why I love you most. Uh, <laughs> There, that statement there's, as a bunch of something that was a joke there, man. but that was powerful. Yeah. Let's no, let's that something was, there. That was huge. There's a sermon in there somewhere. Oh the, boy. No, but I, so the reason I bring that up too is as we talk about creativity, what I think I want to do is lean more transparently in the direction of being uh, affirming to people who are on these kind of journeys uh, and, and just being more intentional about that kind that side of the conversation because I don't know that we are going to get a lot of disagreement or a lot of dissenters right. on this podcast. If there are, well, like, and, great, they are always welcome. Yeah. Like, I want to no, have like, those please. conversations. We we get more dissent, I think, on Facebook just because we advertise to people, like, not, like, a specific audience. Like, yeah. who's going to search this up and randomly stumble across a couple of dudes talking about Adventism? Like, that's not, you know, you don't. That's it's not like searching up history podcasts like on on on. Well, to um, be fair, we don't only talk about Adventism, but yes, no, that's true. That's just but the like, lens that we I have the most understanding. Let me, let me phrase that like religion. Yes. You know what I mean? Like you, people don't really type in religion podcast for the most part. Um, and even if you do, like I don't even think this would like this. This isn't even fit in that genre per se. Like it's tangentially about religion, but it's also about like the human experience and. Yeah. It's kind of like the human experience in religion. So yeah, like I like why would you come on here? So I think maybe on some specific topics, the other thing is like know your audience, you know? If you're going to come on, like it's not like a radio show where we're going to attack people. Like I think that's the coolest thing about podcasts versus radio 
It's a lot of time when you listen to radio and talk radio, especially they will invite people on specifically to slam them. Yeah. Right. Um, or, or talk shows on TV. That's the other one. Like that's, it always gets me when I'm like, if I'm a Republican, why would I go on MSNBC? Or if I'm a Democrat, why on earth would I go on Fox news? Like that just doesn't make like, yeah, come on. You're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. Just the whole time. And so, well, and, yeah, the, and it's the good platform, to have those types of discussions. The platform itself isn't big enough that they, it's worth putting up with the yeah. downside of it, right? Like, if I'm already a Democratic Versus, senator or something, like, I don't need the publicity of being on MSNBC, or I mean, on yeah. Fox News. Like, I don't. Yeah. So it's not worth the, the vitriol know, that I'll receive for being there. The audience, I mean, I think there's some value in it in specific instances of being like, well, this is why they said this thing. Or this is why we're putting this bill out. You know, we're trying to be yeah, partisan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're trying to work out. But yeah, for the most part, it's like you're not you're not coming out of that smelling like roses. You know, like I I I truly never understood why anyone in the Republican Party specifically came on Stephen Colbert or t- did took an interview from him, um, it, with the intention of looking good. Like I get it if it's like fun or he wants to like do it as a person. But I'm like, if he's trying to interview you about a bill. You're probably not going to come out looking yeah. super smart, but they would all the time. And I'm like, I don't understand that. And I think to a degree, people understand that even with our podcast, when you're being, when you're trying to reach a certain audience, um, you tend to get a little echo chambery. So you'll find topics that that, that will interest them. Yep. Um, not saying that we're we've done that here, but I'm saying like sometimes that tends to happen. Um, on a podcast because you're you're not trying to slam people you're trying to express yourself in a way that's uh, authentic and vulnerable not put on a persona usually um and so for that reason you you your content usually involves people your content usually mirrors your audience and vice versa um yeah versus versus on sometimes in other places like you will you'll invite a christian author to a metal station just so you can be like yeah dumb christians yeah kind of a kind of a thing like that or or legit like mercy me you know mercy me was uh imagine i can only imagine was played on like rock and country you know stations all over the country because people just wanted to hear the song it yep. was like this crazy phenomenon because like yeah sometimes that happens uh but not really so much in podcasting and i think the other thing is that that leads to kind of a I don't want to call it a rut per se, but you can get into a pattern. Yeah, I'd agree with that. So now that we're 20 minutes into the episode, <laughs> let's it was talk a long, about let's, it was a long lead in. No, let's talk about creativity. Uh, podcasting is certainly a form of it. Absolutely. So w- one of the things that I find interesting about creativity, so, so there are different forms, like throughout history, Creativity has been like artwork and the source of a lot of creativity has come from within Christianity. And part of that was because most of like the majority of societies were religious, just religion in general, not just Christianity. Let me let me be fair from 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 an archaeological historical standpoint. All art was religious. Yeah, Um, it was the driving force for that. Yeah. Yeah. So but now we switched gears where Christianity, it's this weird culture shift where. Christianity now sees itself as as trying to be different from the world or separated from the world. And it, so we engage less in it, engage less in the things that the world engages in it, so it, it, engages in, so to speak. And I think that's faulty language, but it's language that everyone understands right now. The And as we've done that, uh, now we are always in a state of catch up. Always. We are always, Christianity is always in a state of, I need to, uh, you know, we need to start doing this. We need to start doing this. Like podcasting was blowing up and Adventists have just now started jumping on the train in 2018. Had just started jumping on the train really with only a few like of us existing. Years. Yeah. Uh, you know, only, you know, only a few of us existing prior to that. And now Spotify has bought out uh, Anchor and, um, I, and Gimlet Media. Gimlet was one yeah. of the major producers of podcasting. What we're about to see is podcasting being taken over by uh by major production suites and studios in the same way that tv broadcasting otherwise was the difference with podcasting is it tends to still be individually accessible but it's going to become magnitudes harder to get any sort of audience or growth out of your podcast and uh so we jumped on board too late basically is what i'm saying like we jumped on board now we're at the back foot we jump on board with all this stuff 
and things that were were seen as dangerous you know how how great is our god was seen as as blasphemous in the nine you know when it when it was first came out and now it's like the theme song of every conservative church ever right like it's a totally acceptable song now because at least it's not planet shakers or hill song in 2018 or 2019 like that's so we're always in this not state young of catch yeah. I'll listen to Cornerstone, but not that young and free stuff. Nah. Yeah. So th- that's that's the the struggle that we find ourselves is, is we're constantly having to play catch up, and it means that we reject anyone who's ahead of that game. And this is sad because I I think there's so many beautiful forms of creativity, and I think creativity is what gives us that sense of wonder and awe of what God has done in His world. Right. There's there's so many different forms of creativity from fine art like painting and 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 pottery or whatever to photography to rap and hip hop or just music in general, rock uh, music in general, spoken word, uh, even preaching. Preaching is an art form, but we've turned it into a lecture. We've turned it into an academic form instead of the art form that it is. It's this art of communication because everything in art communicates something. Like that is the direct kind of vehicle that art operates through is communication. Well, art art is the science of communication. It really is. It absolutely is. And like, and the artist, there, the person who we've, creates, we've separated it. But yeah, it's yeah. it's and the it's meant to be. Yeah, and the person purpose. who creates is the person who's discovered and is now trying to share what they've discovered, yeah. what they see. Whether it's they're painting someone and they see something amazing in that person, they're trying to bring that out. Or in photography, like trying to capture the essence of someone's personality in a photo and communicate that to the world, right? This is, that's so significant. Or rap music, old school hip hop, things like, um, uh, you know, guys like Tupac or... or um, Biggie, Nas. Yeah, Biggie, Nas. Like these are guys that communicated an entire, an entire culture, Right, they communicated about an entire culture that people did not even know or understand, and they gave they gave context to a lot of things. Or you look at propaganda right now, who's able to do on Red Couch podcast, he's able to talk about politics completely through the lens of hood, like completely through the lens of of being in the hood, and he calls it hood politics. And how his theory is that all of the government runs exactly like things do in the hood, and it's incredible to watch that break down. Yeah, it's um, a microcosm. Yeah. yeah, and so this is, you know, art is amazing. It's this wonderful vehicle that God has given us, and I think we've we've not, I I think as a as a whole on the whole, Christianity has been against uh, creativity in recent years. Not really fully against, but we've been resistant and hesitant to jump into it, and that like that just. I know that that's an old conversation, right? I know this is. I haven't said anything really new quite yet. But I think it's something that we need to talk about because I think there are a lot of people that are creative that listen to this podcast. There are people that are creative in Adventism or in Christianity in general who are sitting there going, I'm not valued here. And I want like I want this episode to be saying, like, no, you are valuable. You're 100% valuable. And what you're doing is meaningful and has value in it. Also, Tony, I, I think you're blowing your nose off camera, but it doesn't look like you're blowing your nose, and I'm very concerned. Um, yeah, blow my nose. Okay, good. good. We're good. Um I had a, no, I had a cold I, so that's for a lot of this week. Oh, that's a bummer. Yeah. So yeah, that's kind of where I am on no, creativity I, right now. I, I'm with you. I think um you know what's funny is that the Adventist church historically has been on the forefront of technological advances. Um we were always trying out new things because we were the edge. Like that's what cracks me up, is now we're considered a more traditional church because we were the guys who were always on the edge like we were the new kids on the block and like the methodists were like oh those you know weirdos and like ugh. there was we were these rebellious kids that were just like we're all gonna listen to the bible man and then uh for years we were the first on the radio we were the first to have a syndicated television ministry uh we were the first to have like all this different stuff um that comes out and then sometime in the seventies, like it, we just stopped, uh, seventies or eighties. I'm not sure. And I mean, like, if you look at the, like most of our hymns were written when our church was started that are just out of hymns, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and they were out there like creating content and then we just stopped. Well, I like think, we were interpreting the Bible and we were coming up with our own stuff and we were 
you know, trying to break into well, and certain things. And and this is this isn't a this isn't a oh we sold out, man. It's like I really I I would love to know, and maybe we should talk to David Trim, the great famed historian of, hmm. of Adventism, and kind of figure out, um, you know, why that happened. Because it's like all of a sudden we stopped, and we never did films. I think because Owen White was like, "Oh, the cinema's evil," and we misinterpreted that to mean film is evil. And she was meaning like literally the like the cinema itself, because they were you know drinking and gambling and and prostitution and all that. Um, so we never made films, but. You know, everything else, like, we were on the front. Like, we we were using, like, we did net 95. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like we were do we were beaming stuff around in satellites for evangelism, like, on the, you know what I mean? Like, that's crazy to me when I think back on it. I'm like, yeah, we were, we were on the forefront as far as, like, getting stuff out, using technology, and then we just stopped. Well, do you know, I know what my theory is on that, too? My theory ah. is that it coincided with art forms becoming accessible to the normal person, to the everyday yeah. person. It coincided yeah. with that. And the reason it did is because the church started to be able to have less control over the formation of that art and what was that. communicated. And so there was And I think and I think also it the other thing is we went from being a mostly North American church to a mostly not North American church. And I think that's also where the switch happened because art is cultural. So what's culturally acceptable as an art form in one place is not in another. And so when the majority of your people come from one culture, you can be, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's an acceptable. Yeah, no, we're cool with this. Uh, but then when you have to, when now all of a sudden other cultures are more like it, it becomes harder to not only control, but to be able to say, well, what is offensive and what isn't? And so then you go to the lowest common denominator, which if you know anything about art, safe art is an oxymoron. There's no such thing as safe art because someone is going to be offended. So if you try not to offend anybody, you're going to end up with something that is so bland, it doesn't say anything. Yeah. I agree. I, I, I think there's... Well, and that's why we've created... Um, <laughs> ready for this? You'll love this. That's why I think we've created the uh, Christian versions of things. Because the yeah. normal version of things was just too bad. You know, we couldn't control that, but we can control the Christian or we can control the Adventist version of things. And I think yeah. there's... Yeah, I think there's, um, there's, some, there's some definite danger to that because it means we've stopped... We've made our creativity still... It's it's hilarious because we create the Christian version of something so that we're not like them, right? We're not like the world, but our creativity ends up becoming completely dependent on the world. Because instead yeah. of following what... what yeah. Instead of following our own calling and our own path in creativity, all we're doing is following what the world is doing and just doing we're our own... We're mimicking their yeah. version. Yeah. 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 We are inherently followers of the world by doing that, which I think is kind of funny uh, for a for a faith that is trying to, you know, in recent history, tried to really separate itself from the world. And I find this interesting mainly because and, and my, my opinion on this is starting to shift because I still largely I do somewhat see it as a bad thing. But at the same time, I think the Christian version of X, right, the Christian version of whatever is a um, I don't think it's worth some of the criticism we give it. But B, I mean, in, even in talking, if you go back and listen to, I think it's episode 40 with Henry Johnson, the sacred and secular and the difference between the two, we discuss the fact that there is no difference between them. And art is just art. And Right, right. I, I think... There, it's not inherently anything. It's not the Christian version of X. It's just X with a different message. That's literally all. It's just X. It's, it's just, you know, you did... Da Vinci did this painting. I did this painting. We just have two different paintings, but it's, they're still paintings. Art is just art. And what is communicated through it is completely up to, uh, well, I won't say completely up to the artist, but it's a, it is a conversation that happens between the artist and the consumer of, of I, I, or the to observer. To a large degree, it is the artist. And I think that's why, that's why modern art to me isn't what I would consider modern art. Like modern art to me is cartoons and um, comic books. That's where like ancient art went to because ancient art had a story. It was always telling a story. There was structure. Um, 
And especially with the surrealist movement and the cubism, and that really started it, this kind of anti-establishment feel in quote-unquote modern art. And so now modern art has become so subjective, it is completely up to that the mean, artist. That, that mean, well, no, I would say subjective. Like, I think it, that's, that's, the, that's postmodern art at that point. Right where the well, where the observer that. the observer gets to look and say this is what I see yeah. here this is what I get right, out of exactly. this right exactly this is what I get out of it but each person it's subjective to each person you cannot objectively that's and that's yeah that's say, so this is what this is and and that's exactly what I mean so it's completely up to the artist because there's no objectivity now now everybody can subjectively say you know and and there's this great thing right art what art is about art is supposed to how it makes it art is about how the the piece makes you feel, whether it's music yep. or whatever. And so to me, I go with modern art and I'm like, ah, to a degree, yes. But it's much more, what much more resounds with that is if you watch a cartoon. Like, for instance, I just saw Into the Spider-Verse, right? Um, which if you haven't, fantastic film. I would recommend going to see it. Um, oh, it's incredible. Just, it's fantastic. It's fantastic. But it's it's, they're using their art to tell a very specific story but they've done it in such a way that in my mind, I'm like, oh, they've, oh, they've opened the game. Like they've changed the game now because of the way that they've interpreted this because it, they, they aren't just telling a story. They're telling multiple stories with their art. So the, yes, there's the plot, but there's also how they couch that as far as uh, within minority, within the Spider-Man arc itself, um, they made it basically you're watching a comic book, right? Not just like a cartoon. They they did it like a comic book. And so to me, I, I watched that. And I'm like, oh, this is amazing. Um, and, and in that way, when you look at these types of things, we'll go, oh, well, I'll do a Christian version of X. It's like, no, there's no such thing as a Christian version of X. There's just X. And it can be about Jesus or not. And I've said this before, I'll say it again, I can't listen to Christian pop. I very rarely listen to quote-unquote Christian pop because it's just bad music with Jesus in it. Like, I, I tell people, like, I listen to a great song, and I'm like, see, if they made, like, if somebody made a song that sounded like this, I would listen to it. Like, why can't you make something that has Jesus in it, but also I enjoy listening to? And... And I'm not knocking Christian artists. Understand if that's if that it, that this is me, right? This is my personal thing. If you enjoy that, you enjoy that. But to me, I'm like, it doesn't. Just, yeah, but it, I think it all to some extent, the same and it and it goes. I think to some extent, though, there's a little bit of the of the connotations of Christian art or Christian music that Christian pop music that make you already predisposed to not wanting to listen to it to begin to not wanting to like it to begin with at this point. Well, too. it's trying to do a specific thing. You know what I mean? Well, no, but I still think like I think if 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 presented a track by Kendrick Lamar versus a track by Lecrae, you would be more inclined to potentially like the version like and it was the same beat. You just didn't know. You'd probably be like, oh, yeah, I like this version better. And it's the Kendrick like you would be more predisposed to like the Kendrick Lamar version better because you see him as someone who is more I and mean, you as a general, not you specifically. But I well, think we're predisposed see, to already hate the Christian version of something because I, we've I, titled it that way. I could see that. Yeah. Like I, I, I with movies, I, I agree with you with movies, not so much with music, because I think to me for me, I don't I don't have that filter. But with movies, I do like I don't like watching Christian movies because usually when I hear Christian movie, I'm like, oh, that's going to be a bad movie. Like in my head, the quality yep. is automatically going to be. And, I, and, and I'm already looking levels. for the things that make it bad. Right. And so we saw this movie um, about the I can only imagine like the one I mentioned before. And it's actually like a really good movie. Like it's quite good. And I would recommend it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this is this is actually really good. Like it's acted well. It's funny. Uh, it, it moves you. They did a really good job with, you know, for, like moving the plot along and, and introducing ancillary characters and all that stuff. And I'm like, yeah, this is a good movie. Uh, but because I've seen so many bad, it, but I do the same thing with Hallmark movies, right? Mm -hmm. Like if you're like, Oh, I have this Hallmark movie. I'm like, I'm out. Bye. Like, yeah, no, it's formulaic. My mom and yeah. sister and dad, they love watching it. And I'm like, I'm, I'm out. Like, no, cause mm -hmm. I know this is, it's going to be a Thomas Kincaid painting come to life and it's going to be cheesy and it's going to be not acted well and it's going to be written poorly and it's all it all sounds the same and looks the same and it all ends in this non-realistic fashion 
and and to me, it's the same thing with Christian of X. I'm going to make a Hallmark version of X. I'm going to make a Christian version of X. It's like, no, you made a movie. You made a, a crappy movie, but you made a movie. You can yeah. call it what you want. You made this. This is a story you told. Um, and And that's not to say, like, I've seen Hallmark movies and enjoyed them. And I'm not mm-hmm. knocking that art form at all. I'm saying that doesn't speak to me personally. And I assume that it's less quality because of just the title. And I and so I do I agree with you in that. Like for instance, the first band that I ever heard that made me realize, oh, I can like music, um, like Christian music, but just music was Switchfoot. Like Switchfoot was all of a sudden it was like, Oh, they're talking about Jesus and these deep things, but I like them. Like, this actually excites me. Not in the sense of, like, I don't enjoy other things, but my dad listens to Southern Gospel. And I enjoy the harmonies and different things like that, but when I listened to Switchfoot, it spoke to me. It spoke to my generation and the situation I was in and, like, Meant to Live and uh, tw- uh, 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 24. Um, uh, anyway, I won't go through all those songs. But, like, it... it it resonated with me. It clicked with me. I was like, I enjoy how this sounds. Like it, it, it took me to a different place versus with Southern gospel. It didn't really do that. It does Mm. for my dad, but not for me. Yeah. And, and I think that's where we get Like to me, we have to get to a point where the content that we create, it, it, we know who we're trying to reach and we're able to do that in an authentic fashion. And I think that's the other thing is that it felt very, Switchfoot felt very authentic, right? Like ammunition. Uh, it was a great one. Like e- even though we're the issue, basically basically what they're saying is if we're giving more ammunition for people to stop, um, if we're giving people more ammunition to stop Christian music or Christian rock, like stop playing us. Mm-hmm. But but we're gonna keep doing what we're doing, um, and I loved that. Well, I think you know, adding to the noise, same thing. If we're adding to the noise, turn off this song. Yeah. If we're adding to the noise, then just turn off the song. Turn off the stereo radio, whatever you're listening to. Uh, and I'm like, that's so true. Like to me, it was like that. It's like, why are you just adding to something that already sounds the same? Like, get out there, say something different. And and that was something that spoke to me, especially as a creative kid growing up um i was like yeah like i actually want to say something with the art and so i don't know to me that it was why i didn't like the christian version of stuff okay so i actually want to i want to talk about something that happened in in response to what you're saying because i i agree with with you as well and switch it's awesome like john foreman's an incredible artist and musician we just talked about disagreeing though here's where we disagree um I was listening to a conversation the other night. It was a podcast, uh, the Chase Jarvis Creative Live podcast, and he had Julian Smith on there. Julian Smith is actually the author of the blog post that 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 uh, spawned the book, "The Subtle Art of Not Giving Up" by Mark Manson. Right? Uh, this this blog post is like the source of the inspiration for that book. And Julian Smith has gone on to write a bunch of different books, but he also made this organization called Breather, and Breather is a company where. And if you want to rent a space, like a studio space or a room to meet in or something like that in a city, you go on the Breather app and you pay, you know, instead of paying thousands of dollars to rent something for a week, you spend like $150 and you rent something for a couple hours or a few hours, right? You get in, get out, and you're done. So, uh, and and in describing Breather, uh, Julian Smith goes, yeah, I made the Uber of real estate. And I was like, wait a minute, what? And I thought about it and I... And it, I had been talking so much about the Christian version of X being a bad thing. And I finally, finally heard someone outside of Christianity say, I made the X version of this thing. I made the real estate version of Uber. And, and they were being lauded for it. They're like the Christian screamo. But they were, they were being lauded for it. Like they were being, uh, they were like, this is a good thing. And this is what I've realized that, that this is why I don't think I'm starting to I'm transitioning. I'm still in that process of, you know, I'm still processing this, but I'm starting to think that the X of X format is not a bad thing because ultimately what it's doing is it's translating something from one sphere and being able to communicate it in in your sphere, in a different sphere. 
It's taking Uber that worked in the the automotive marketplace and where you get into a vehicle for uh, and you personalize that and, and you give the power to the consumer to choose their vehicle to, you know, to choose their um, to choose what kind of car they'll be in that kind of thing. Uh, you give that power to the consumer in real estate and you completely disrupt the market there. And in the same way, I think if we approached the Christian version of X differently and we didn't see it as a bad thing because we saw that, the, that, that because what we made was still true to the core of what Christianity is. And this is my real beef with the Christian version of X. My real beef with the current interpretation of Christian version of X is that is that what the Christian version of X means is something that is the lowest common denominator, and it isn't true to what Christianity actually is. It always has some super positive message, and sometimes things don't end that way. And I like, have you read how Jonah ends? Jonah's like, Jonah's upset at the end of Jonah. <laughs> He's not happy. I mean, like, like uh, 75% of the Psalms are like, everything is horrible. Yeah. Like, it sucks. I want you to take my enemy's kids and dash their heads against rocks. Like, it's not, yeah. they're not uplifting, most of them. I think, I'm starting to think that the X version of X format is, um, is potentially a fantastic thing provided that w- why we're doing it and and what is being created right and 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 how true what is being created is to the overall version or, or sphere that you're in and this is this is i think an important shift for me and this is why i'm starting to think of the christian version of something differently now i will say i will say i don't even think we should be using the term x version of x in general Right. I think there's just X and we just make it (laughs) like we just we just we just do it. We just make music. Right. A lot of the artists that I listen to on Sabbath are no longer explicitly Christian. And what do you do when the music that you're listening to isn't doesn't even have lyrics in it? Can you even quantify it as anything at that point? Right. I I got to be honest, like I played the Skyrim theme for Vespers one time. Nobody noticed. No, no one's no like like the 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 synth thongs just the Skyrim like because it's I mean to a degree like they kind of like they were like oh but it sounds like it's like you know there's no real a lot of you can play a lot of movie scores and get away with it except for like the super obvious ones like you can play the from Inception but you you know you could probably still get away with that even in some cases I bet probably the but if you if you or if you like played it on an organ yeah 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 well and this is my point I think that art is neutral that's what I think. I think art is neutral and I'm got, starting to get to that point. And yeah. I think, and because yeah. of that, and, and I think art is neutral leaning towards positive. That's where I am. And leaning towards, because this is, this is the other half. If we're created in God's image, the first attribute of God that we are introduced to in scripture is God as a creator. And not only that, our first introduction to Jesus is Jesus as a creator. Now you look at John one, where it says all things were made through him and without him was not anything made that was made, right? Like this is this is the first introduction we have of who Jesus is. We find out, oh, Jesus yeah. was at creation and he was the vehicle through which things were created. Cool. God is a creator. We were made in God's image, so we lean into that. And so I think creativity is a good thing and the art itself is neutral and we do with it whatever we're going to do with it. But I think we should 100% be leaning into any creative format and valuing that super highly because it's the first thing that we're shown in Scripture. It's the first thing that we're told about who God is, is God is fundamentally a creator. And then we have the gall as a church to to devalue what creative people do. Mm, Yeah. Why is our first thing to do is to devalue, to demonize, and to put down the very attribute in our character that reflects God's image almost the most. The only other thing that reflects God's character more is when we love each other well. Well, I think that comes from, and I, I hate to do this because I hate ragging things, but I think it comes from that Catholic kind of stoic idea that uh, if something is enjoyable, stop it. Uh, my friend, my Catholic friend one time said, he's like, yeah, the basic theme of the, the Catholic church is if, if you're enjoying doing it, it's bad and you should stop. Um, and, and he laughed at that and I was like, ha 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 ha. And he's like, yeah, glad you don't have that in your church. And I'm like, funny, you should say that. Um, you know how you can eat pork 
and sugar <laughs> and cheese and drink. Uh, so about that. So I, I think to a to a degree, we have believed the lie that uh, pleasure is evil. I think again, it comes back to pleasure is also neutral. Uh, God created us to enjoy things. Um, so this whole thing about like, oh, well, drums and I, you know, I, to me, the drums debate, I, I, I don't even have time for that anymore. It's not because, a debate. Yeah. Because honestly, like I, it's like, look, if it's not you, I'm not going to be a stumbling block. Like I don't, I don't sit there and like every church needs it. But at the same time, I'm like, I, I can mop the floor biblically with you because of the, of the nine instruments that are specifically mentioned in the Bible, like six of them are percussion. Six of them have some form of percussion. So I'm like, and, and of those, like three of them are circles. So these people, it worships the sun. I'm like, it talks about tambourines. You, you ignoramus, like, ah, um, now we need to have somebody on here who, who doesn't have drums. And, and look, I've had church members. I've specifically not used drums for youth events because I've had church members. Yeah. go. I just don't know about the debate. And I was like, look, I don't have the time or energy to do the reconstruction that needs to happen when I, like own you from the conversation we're about to have. So I'm not going to get into that. Um, and so we just didn't use them because I'm like, this isn't a hill that I'm going to die on, but that's the type of thing. It, it's that exact same thing. Cause what cracks me up is that guy was a video. Like he literally made videos and he would come up with these incredible designs and videos for, for our youth group. And I'm like, but you don't do drums. I don't understand. Like it, there was this disconnect that I didn't understand because he was this incredibly creative person, and it's because we believe this lie that we're not supposed to enjoy life, or there are certain things we can enjoy and can't enjoy, right? And that's why the the Sabbath becomes uh, this big day that we can't do things. Like honestly, I'm getting to the point where I'm really starting to observe the Sabbath in a way that. I think would offend a lot of people because I've gotten to the point where I'm like, this is supposed to be a day that I enjoy with God, Mm -hmm. but I'm not a hiker. There's not, I would love to get on a beach and swim. I enjoy spending time with my people. So I'm going to do that. And, and, and that's not to say I still absolutely believe, like, put aside your pleasures, right, on the Sabbath mm-hmm. and enjoy the, the blessing that God has. But I think that that comes in a very different way than we've interpreted it because we are because we come from a place of don't enjoy that. If it feels good, tastes good, whatever, don't. And I think that there's something to be said about the health message. I'm not knocking that. But at the same time, Ellen White's like, she used to cook with eggs. She would make pies with sugar and eggs because she's like, hey, come on, let's eat a pie. You know, like for the most part, she was healthy, but even she understood that. Mm-hmm. And for those of you who don't know who Ellen White is or whatever, she was big on health. Let's just leave it at that. Um, and like to me, when it comes to the arts, self-expression um, is where I, I go, right? That's where I draw the line is – when it comes to Christian art, it, it, we're not going to call it that, but when it comes to art that is supposed to, to glorify God, it needs to glorify God, right? Um, it can't be your, it's, it can't be self-promoting. Um, it can still be a way to make your money. It can still be a way where you promote it. But it, it, it needs to be something that honors God. Mm-hmm. So for me, you know, one of the things that I would love to do if I wasn't pastoring is stand-up comedy. Like, I would love to write those types of things. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't do just Christian movies. I would do movies. But everything I would do, I would hope and pray. Um, I mean, it's not a possible—like, it's not going to happen. But if it did, I would want to make sure that everything I did always— had some some redeeming quality to it where it put people in a light where people looked at me and I was able to say, hey, you know, I want to use this to glorify God. Good example is Chris Pratt. He got in trouble right now with uh, uh, Ellen Page, uh, but like with the Lego movie and this kind of stuff, like if you see the Lego movie, it doesn't mention Jesus at all, but it's funny and it to a degree is relatively clean. And 
when you watch it, he's on these interviews now, getting to talk about his church, doing a Daniel fast, doing all these different things. And it's just so cool to see him be able to be that example. Um, so to me, I think it's always important that we honor God in everything that we do. And that's why I think it's it's we should be creative. I'm a creative. Um, we should enjoy the art that we make. We should continue to create content that we enjoy. And it's because of that that I really think it's important that we continue to do art and we continue to, to allow for spaces where people do art in their life. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I, I think the other thing as a church, um, we need to stop being afraid of potentially doing something that might make us look bad because the reality is like, Art's going to offend people. If you say anything, like especially when you're talking about communicating, art is is going to offend some people, but that's okay as long as that offense brings people to God, right? If if we didn't do anything that was offensive, we wouldn't have the Chronicles of Narnia. Um, well, and what we do already offends people. Like, why are we so afraid of offending yeah, people when what we look, already if, do offends people? Like, If you think, and I hate to say it, but like the Adventist church, anytime I look it up on Reddit, I cringe because it's always something bad. Like it's, And yeah. it's not even like theology. It's like our pamphlets that we hand out or something. You know what I mean? It's like, ugh, because they're not designed well a lot of times, and they're they're designed for people in their 60s. And yep. so how has just, our artistic interpretation of Daniel and revelation not changed at all in the last 60 years? Like I don't um, understand it. Okay. All right. Other than the fact that, let's, let's try 200. Okay, like, sure. Fine. But like, I mean, we, we got 3d. Yeah, we went 3D. No, I know what you mean. Sometimes it, one it, time like, I saw a lion fly style. into the screen. That was cool. Yeah. Yeah. Like our, our design <laughs> style is from the, the, the sixties and seventies. It's like, we're using those old, like, uh, uh, what are those called? The carousels, but with PowerPoint. Yeah. And this is my, if you're creating something, you're participating in culture, period. Like that's it. So like there, that's why I say there's no Christian version of it. That's why I think it's a, it's a bad term to use, even though like functionally, I don't think it's a bad thing anymore. I do think that um, like you're, you're participating in culture one way or the other, and you're submitting something out that will be, that will be received and it, that yeah. thing can be accepted or rejected, you, sure, you, but it will be you received. Can put your head in the sand. Like, you can put your head in the sand and say, like, oh, well, this is only meant for Christians. But the reality is other people besides Christians are going to hear your song or watch your movie or read your book or X, Y, Z, you know, whatever. Like, insert thing you made here. And uh, if it's not good... It's just not good. Not even not good, but if it's not saying anything, they'll recognize that. Well, you know? what's, like there's a ton of music out there that isn't saying anything. You know what I mean? That that are just carbon copies, and it's like, yeah, they're they're knocking off Camilo Cabello. He's knocking off Twenty One Savage. He's knocking off blah 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 blah. That's all a reaction to something, and it's like, yeah, it's a poor, he's a it's a poor man's this or a poor man's that. Yeah. Um, and we recognize it in society, and it's like, why is Christianity always the poor man's version of something? You know, well, and it's funny because we're totally okay with insulting each other, like and offending each other with what we create. I want to offend the liberals in the church. I want to offend the the conservatives in the church, but we don't want to. Cons- we we're, we're afraid of offending those outside of the church. And somehow, like this is this is my biggest issue with with our culture around swearing and cursing too, because it's this idea that we're totally okay with assassinating someone's character as long as you don't swear. As long as there's no curse word in there, you can say whatever you want about anyone in the church and your criticism is valid. But if you swear, it's game over. So I can totally assassinate you. I I read an article the other day uh, from an ultra conservative far right blog where they they were talking about someone who passed away. The first paragraph was this person so and so passed away. Here's the address for the viewing and the the funeral. Here's the times, you know, our our deepest condolences to the family. And that was one paragraph. The rest of the article, which was like, you know, probably 2,000 more words, yeah, was just detailing never short blogs. everything. Those blogs are never short. It was detailing everything wrong that the person did. There was not a single highlight other than, like, it, it, like when you read that article, you get the sense that the most positive thing they viewed that person doing was dying. Was dying, yeah. And that's like, but they didn't swear, so it's okay, right? Like, this is, this is yep. so ridiculous yeah. to me. 
And it's the same thing with art. We're totally okay with creating things that offend each other in the church, um, but we don't want to offend anyone else out there. And no, just make your art. Just let it be what it is. And if you're an artist and if you're someone who is creative, like embrace that side of you because that is you living out God's image in your life. I go back to this. God made flowers. Flowers form no evolutionary purpose. Right? Like I mean, as far provide, as aesthetically? They're they're simply there for aesthetics. Right? They're beauty, right? Certain things. Oh, well, you know, uh it's to for the it's to the honey so that it can infect the things and the pollen and it germinates and so and I'm like, they're they're totally completely different ways to be able to germinate that other plants do. But flowers do this for reasons. And I don't mean like the buds on trees, like cherry trees or whatever. That does form. I'm saying just like germaniums, roses, these different things. Like they, they don't, they don't give you, they don't provide food, right? They're not, you know, they're just pretty. Um, Sunsets, right? The color spectrum, all these different things. We don't really understand why that's beautiful. And I go, God created those things. Right, he could have made everything gray, like a like a communist, you know, town, just just gray, boxy things that are functional. And he didn't. He put beauty in mm-hmm. it, and he didn't have to. And when you look at that, to me, it's like we we cut off a part of our experience and an ability to understand who God is when we don't enact and appreciate creativity. I think. You know, if, if you were creating God's image, right, and every single person was, to, to some extent, created in God's image, right, then that means that leaning more into who God made you to be is leaning more into God's image, is becoming more into God's image. And what's crazy about that is that means that the further you lean more into who God has called you to be, the less you'll look like everyone else, which means that um, collectively— what it means for all of us to look, to live into God's image and to be in God's image means that all of us look different, talk different, and do like we don't look the same. And that's how we live into God's image is by looking different. And so if like so, I want this to be an encouragement to someone who's creating because if God has given you some talent or some passion, lean into that. If if there is some way that you can tap into the wonder and the awe and the the amazing world that God has created right? The amazing sounds that exist in music and in instruments, the amazing uh, view of a landscape or the beauty that you can find in someone's eyes as you take a portrait of them, or, you know, or the colors that you, that you combine as you paint something amazing or even paint nothing. And it's incredible still like lean into that because that is leaning into who God made you to be. That's leaning into that sense of, of wonder and discovery that gets rid of cynicism. It gets rid of that bitterness that we have towards the world because it gives us an outlet for it, and it gives us something something that gives us perspective, like a different view. And, and, and like photography, to me, photography is just the art of looking at something in a new way. Is it, and, and that's so huge to me. And so I really wanted to do this episode. I, I thought it was something that was really important for us because I did want it to be an encouragement and a, a kind of a check ourselves moment of, yeah, creativity is absolutely an amazing thing. And it is something that is God given, God breathed. You were formed. You were basically a, 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 a mud sculpture, right? If you look at Genesis one, we're a mud sculpture. That's what we are. And that's incredible. Um, I, you know, I, I think it's something that is definitely worth leaning into and I wanted to be positive on this. And I think the church can positively embrace it too. I absolutely do. Absolutely. Um, let me say absolutely again. Absolutely. Ryan, you saying that begs credulity. I hate you. Um, I had to, that's absurd, Tony. I can't, it's hooey. It really is. Um, there's a wonderful project by a Brazilian artist, and I can't remember her name, but it's called Human A. And basically she, she realized, like, she's mixed, and she married into a, a, a white guy, but he's also mixed. And she was looking at the various shades of people, and she realized, like, all of us are a shade of color. And so she created this Pantone project where it's, like, a, a certain shade, um, and, and you go and you match with someone who's your shade. And it's an amazing project. I'd recommend anyone look it up. Human A, H-U-M-N. 
uh, H-U-M-A-N-A-E, Human A Project. And it's, it's really cool. And to me, I look at that and I think that is Christian art. She is, I don't know, she's a Christian. She didn't do it for overtly religious or political purposes. She was just doing something human. And I go, there is God in this project. And it was in the Body Museum in, um, in, uh, 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 or the, the, the Body and Science Museum in Houston. I went with my sister and we just were there. And it's so funny because my sister's of completely different shade than I am. She's very bronze, very dark. She got the Puerto Rican jeans. I'm very light. I got the more Argentinian um, I'm coloring, very Germanic, pinky, uh, white. I, I burn when I walk outside. <laughs> and when I step outside, there's another thing. I immediately burn. Um, but it was so beautiful because we are, we're both humans and siblings together. And yep. there was this beautiful special moment I had where it's like, man, I'm all connected to these various people. I don't know their stories. I don't know anything. But I had this moment of we're all God's children. Red, yellow, black, and white. You know, we're all God's children. And that's just art. That's just good art. Um, and I would argue that God can speak through that art. Uh, everything is either a reaction to or a, a reply to God and what he has already mm-hmm. created. And art is just a, a reaction. So you have death metal bands, even in their Satanism, they're just reacting to God and Christian culture. Um, yep. So even in hating him, you still know him and, and you're obsessed with him. Um, and so I think that's that's what that's what true. If we create beautiful art, God can use that to bring someone here. We don't have to say His name. We just make something beautiful and true and real, and it'll start bringing people closer to Him. Because I believe we all are God's children, um, and we all have purpose and value. And and by saying that and reminding people of that in love. God can take that. I think that's the key. Anything that's made in love, God can take. Anything that's made out of love, anything that's made out of bitterness or spite or hatred, um, he can take that, but it, it's it's much harder for him to use that. Mm-hmm. But but something that's made out of love, people can take, and, and God will take it and use yeah. to bring people closer to him. Absolutely. And I think this is a good way to end that epi- this episode. So, uh, to our listeners, thank you so much for listening. If you want to support what we're doing financially and help us keep creating this wonderful content, this wonderful art form of podcasting, you can uh, donate on patreon.com slash absurdity podcast. And don't worry if you sign up to donate $1 a month even. Um, it doesn't charge you till the end, till the first day of the next month. So don't worry if you're in the middle of a paycheck waiting like and you keep forgetting, like, you can do it now, it's not going to charge you now, unless now happens to be the first day of the month that you're listening to this. Um, But no, you can go uh, donate there, that really helps us out, Um, it helps us keep creating, and there's wonderful bonus content on Patreon for you, and ad-free episodes on there as well. So go check out patreon.com slash absurdity podcast if you like us and subscribe to us on itunes please leave a review and follow us on facebook facebook.com slash absurdity podcast thank you guys so much for listening and we'll see you next week today's episode of absurdity is sponsored by the haystack the haystack is a voice for young adults in the seventh day adventist church that produces articles music reviews videos and more to check them out Go to www.thehaystack.org. The Haystack. Life. Culture. Theology.